Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am not sure how we got two hours deep into this here show, but we still have a bunch of games in the NFL, plus a couple of college football scores that were interesting. And the end of the baseball season with Game 6 of the World Series, I will say, for one, as much as Game 7 is the best phrase in all of sports, I was okay with not having a World Series end on an NFL Sunday when my brain might not be able to handle anymore, though it's not about me. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, and then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We put our Monday mortification poll up. Miserable, mortified. It's a morbid Monday for these teams and others. Um, But you certainly can write in your own submissions. You can submit your own candidates. So find the poll on either my Twitter or After Hours CBS. We give you the Green Bay Packers. They've been in this poll multiple times. Do you know they now own the longest losing skid in the NFL? With the Detroit Lions beating them on Sunday and the Jaguars ending their losing streak, the Packers have the longest skid that's going in the league right now at five in a row. They're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, but they don't have any answers. Remember last week, we tried to dissect them like a biology project, and there really aren't any answers. So I've seen a bunch of our Green Bay insiders and colleagues point to potentially some big changes coming up following this loss in Detroit five in a row. And so the Packers, I feel like, are a heavy favorite in this poll. But the Los Angeles Rams are right there. Super Bowl champions. Their defense is getting wasted by the issues and the challenges and the problems of this offense. It's partly the receiving, to be sure. And they just haven't had a consistent run game. Cam Akers was back on Sunday. They're They're right now maybe working on that uneasy marriage. But it's definitely not solid. And the fact that they're keeping it under wraps and won't talk about it, I guess I appreciate that. But they certainly did try to trade the guy. The Buffalo Bills, they're not likely to be in this poll a ton. But wasted opportunities. That's the name of the game for them at MetLife Stadium. The Giants, sorry, the Jets, not the Giants. The the Giants are off this weekend. The Jets' defense played magnificently. The offense was okay. But the Bills are a far better team. They just didn't play better. Got to take the Jets seriously. We're going to have to do an interview about the Jets sooner or later, I think. And then the Cardinals. We'll get to the Cardinals coming up this hour. Arizona hosting Seattle. Break up the Seahawks. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, 
Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. So we started, well, we finished last hour, but we started in the AFC East with the Bills and the Jets. And what was a seesaw affair, a hard-fought win, really a win that leads to maturity and confidence that develops this young Jets team and the coaching staff and shows them what they can be. Also, I think it's a character and identity building win. Shows them who they are. The Bills, meanwhile, are going to be kicking themselves like Josh Allen is over his mistakes and calling himself a quarterback who played like bleep. But that's who he is. And no one could criticize him more than he criticizes himself. No one's going to be harder on Josh Allen than Josh is on himself. So Bills are 6-2. and two, Jets are 6-3. and three. The Miami Dolphins have been on a meteoric rise since Tua Tungvaloa came back. This is a team that brought in a ton of pieces, including at the trade deadline. They've already given Bradley Chubb a massive contract extension. They brought in Jeff Wilson from the Niners backfield to pair with Raheem Mostert, both of those guys familiar with Mike McDaniel and his system. And then what do we see in Chicago? Justin Fields has really found his stride. Why? Because they're asking him to run the ball more. (laughs) They're allowing him to use his legs to make plays. We put this in our poll as an option for the game of the week. It didn't win. It didn't even come remotely close, actually. But I had a feeling this would be a good test of two up-and-coming teams. And so what we saw was an offensive showcase for the quarterbacks and their weapons. 38 points in the first half alone with a half dozen consecutive scoring drives. And some of these were behemoths. Can you pluralize? (laughs) Behemoths. It's an easy word to say. Just try it. Try it for the fun of it, wherever you are, your house, your office, your car. (laughs) And and make sure you spit at the end. (laughs) That's why I love radio. And one of the many reasons I would never do TV full time. Anyway, back to the task at hand. It was a behemoth. (laughs) I know, I'm delirious. Nearly eight-minute drive for the Chicago Bears. uh, Goes 15 plays, right? This is in the first half. And Cole Komet is able to get into the end zone. And it's this thing of beauty. and, And we're watching Justin Fields and this offense transform before our eyes. But Miami's already there. So Chicago wants to be where Miami is now. Miami happens to be a few steps ahead of Chicago in that development, not to mention they have a lot more quality players around Tua than Chicago does around their quarterback. They traded for Chase Claypool, but they also traded away two of their veteran defenders. So who even knows? One of their guys this weekend was questioning what they're even doing. Why? What are they playing for? Well, they're, they're trying to steal some wins is what they're doing. So we get to see Justin Fields and that offense go to work. But ultimately, the defense, missing some key pieces, can't stop Miami. And the Dolphins go up 21-10. After two big plays. So Tyreek Hill with a touchdown and then a block punt for a score 
Andrew Van Ginkle. I had to say the name. I can't just say blocked punt. I have to say Andrew Van Ginkle. Not Van Winkle. Van Ginkle for a 25-yard block punt. Boom. Chicago did continue to fight and did continue to come back. And the Bears pull within three points multiple times. And it's worth repeating. Now that they're looking for more ways to get Justin Fields out in space, now that they're looking for more ways to utilize his athleticism, his explosiveness, and his legs, the offense has hit another gear. Fields sends commit a motion to the right. Pair of receivers top of the field. Now he'll join them. A single receiver on the numbers to the near side. Snap is back. Looking to throw. Fields jumps up in the pocket. Now he's going to have to keep it himself. He runs. He gets the first down to midfield. And way at the 40. Fields to the 30. To the 20. Can he beat the angle? He does. He finishes in the end zone. Touchdown. 61 yard. A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields. Oh, it was brilliant. Jeff Joniak on Bears Radio. 61 yards through traffic, multiple turns, and at high speed. Get this. Fields was perilously close to 200 yards rushing by himself. He finishes with 178, most by a quarterback in regular season history. So, again, they're changing their tack on offense. They're changing their approach. Later in the game, though, you see how the defense is clamped down. And Miami's defense was up for the challenge, trying to protect what was a three-point lead. They really don't allow the Bears a whole lot of room to operate once they decide enough is enough. Fourth down and 10, 129 left. Dolphins lead by three. Bears have it at their own 42-yard line. Keep booing, Chicago. Keep allowed for your offense. Empty backfield, feels back to throw, getting pressure, he's going to run with it, gets off, and it's incomplete, knocked away by X-Man, he wanted St. Brown, and X-Man got his hand in there, and the Dolphins will escape Chicago miraculously. It was a fun game to watch, I hope you had a chance to catch some of the highlights, if not watch it altogether. Here are some of the numbers collectively, after we hear that final attempt that is foiled on Dolphins Radio. The two teams, no turnovers. How about that? A turnover-free game in this one. They were a combined 7 for 10 in the red zone. The Bears had 252 yards rushing. Tua had 300 yards passing. So the total yardage is really close. The Bears actually go 11 for 18 on third and fourth down. Those are very healthy conversion numbers. The Dolphins, 50% on third down conversions. But get this, the Dolphins, 10 yards per pass. Tua and his receivers, primarily Tyreek Hill, but not only Tyreek Hill, able to find seams and find openings, and he is deadly accurate, just like Tyreek Hill told us. So the Dolphins hold off the Bears, 35-32. That's three consecutive wins for Miami since Tua returned. And this one is another hard-fought W on the road. I've learned a lot. The the resiliency of our team, the resiliency of our guys to continue to fight, to continue to not give up on, on, on the game, regardless of how close the game is or how out of hand it may be, uh, we continue to fight. So that's what I'm proud of. 
uh, with our, our team up to this point. Didn't really give the defense an opportunity um, to take the ball away, really. Um, and then he, you know, he just continues to um, impress by by being, um, you know, through the course of the game, just taking one play at a time. And 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 the players themselves can really um, feel the visceral confidence and energy um, that he's that he's bringing forth. Um, to play the position. Visceral. I like that word from Mike McDaniel. We're going to have to drop that one this week on the show. Once you've forgotten that it came from Mike McDaniel, <laughs> it's after hours CBS Sports Radio. Tua was very complimentary of Justin Fields. The two of them, young quarterbacks, still in their rookie deals. They've both had to go through coaching changes and system changes, and now here they are comfortable and looking as though they are thriving. Still a long way to go, but this was such a fun showcase for both of them and such clean football. Bradley Chubb, brand new Dolphins linebacker, highly paid linebacker, was impressed by the Chicago QB. He's just a dynamic athlete, man. Just all the things he does. He could do a lot of his arm with his legs. and um, as a, as a, Like I said, as a defense, we, we corralled him at the end. We had to do it at the end, but we just got to make sure we do that for four quarters. We played well today as an offense. Um, you know, our line blocked great. Um, receivers, you know, did what they needed to do uh, in the passing game, downfield blocking. So, um, you know, I think everybody did their part today. Well, you continue to see him grow week in, week out. You know, in offense as a whole, you know, coming out here and continuing to get us 30 points, you know, that's something that we've been asking for. And, you know, we can't let allow teams to score 28 or 35 points on us, you know, as a defense. You know, we got we to gotta get them guys some help. Well, then maybe don't trade away Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Call me crazy. Uh, But I do love the fact that they're flying high right now and that Fields is now in his element. That's amazing. So the Dolphins moved to 6-3, and and again, they've won three consecutive games, sticking right there with the Jets and the Bills. All three teams at the top of the AFC East have six wins, which leaves us with the New England Patriots. Now, since they brought Mac Jones back, the offense has been a bit of stop and start. I wouldn't say it's anything to get super excited about. However, what is exciting is the defense for the New England Patriots. We saw them turn the Jets over three times last week. Uh, they had interceptions of Zach Wilson three times in the second half, if I remember correctly. Two of them from Devin McCourty, who's the active NFL leader in career interceptions. Well, in this particular game, it was not just the takeaways. It was up in Sam Ellinger's grill. They were introducing the young quarterback to what it's like to face a big-time defense. Deion Jackson to the right of the diminutive quarterback Ellinger. He extends the hands, steps forward, sets the protections, backs up, waits on the snap, clapping his hands, he takes it. Here comes Judon to the quarterback. Full speed ahead to a third sack. Racing off the left defensive end. Ellinger takes the snap. He's in the end zone. He's pressured to throw. Cost a little tip. And picked off by Jonathan Jones. Runs out of a tackle right into the end zone. What a day for the Patriots cornerback. It's an underneath crosser. Jones in the perfect spot. Jonathan Jones, that is. Goes down to the knee. Picks it up. Gets the lead block. Takes it in for a pick six. Bob Sosi Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. This one was tough at the beginning. <laughs> they started with a whole lot of punting. There's a whole lot of punting going on. Uh, New England was able to put 13 points on the board before they ended the first half. Uh, there was one incredible TD grab from Ramondre Stevenson. It was after a blunt, uh, a blunt, 
Nope, not after a blunt. After a blocked punt and the ball's at the three-yard line and boom, Mac Jones and the Patriots are able to go right at it and Ramondre hauls it in with one hand. You haven't seen it, definitely look it up on social media. And so they did get just enough offense on the board, but it, it was hard to come by for them. As I say, their offense right now, they're missing Damian Harris and they're, they're still trying to find that groove again with Mac Jones since he came back. But the defense is magnificent. Jonathan Jones with a pick six in the fourth quarter. And listen to this. The defense sacked Ellinger nine times. Nine. And also hit him another seven times. The Patriots were ready. We we know Bill Belichick eats baby quarterbacks for snacks. Uh, backs for snacks. Quarterbacks for snacks. Uh, but, man, this defense is tenacious and right now is winning games for New England. Kind of on our radar to, you know, go after them, you know, on special teams. Um, and then on defense, I mean, the front, you know, they've got after them, you know, tied the record, you know, team record for sacks. Um, and it makes our job on the back end so much easier. I'm just willing to do whatever I need to do uh, for our defense that has to set. So uh, whatever that is, however it looks and uh, however I need to play, I'm willing to do it. First, Jonathan Jones, then Matthew Judon, who is one of the great veterans on that defense and honestly could play uh, and star for any team. But three sacks of the nine for Sam Ellinger. And Frank Reich is kind of taking this really hard. We know Frank does. Uh, He's the one that, well, he's probably not the only one. It was a collective decision to bench Matt Ryan and put Ellinger in there. And while Ellinger's a little more mobile, right now it's a disaster. And the defenses they're seeing are not only causing him and the offense some confusion, but it's disjointed. I'm not sure this is any better, except that you're getting him reps. But let's hope you're not going to get him killed. The offensive performance. Uh, that's why I was brought here. That's my responsibility. So um, we got the players. We got players that are plenty good enough. Um, we, I have to do a better job. Good win for our team. Um, certainly a lot better than the last time we played the Colts. Um, you know, had a lot of a lot of big plays defensively. Um, you know, obviously a third down and field position that they created for us. Uh, big play in the kicking game, and you know we're able to convert enough of those, score enough points to. Uh, to win, and so that's that's what it's about in this league. So one heck of a defensive lockdown, and while Mac Jones did have a touchdown pass, it was Nick Folk with four field goals again. So that's been kind of the theme for the Patriots lately, but they are above 500, and they are the fourth-place team in the AFC East. So this is right now the toughest division in football. Tell me I'm wrong. Bills six and two, Jets and Dolphins six and three, Patriots five and four, and they're going to beat each other up. We haven't seen the AFC West turn into that monster division that a lot of people expected after all the offseason moves. In fact, the Raiders, who even knows what's happening there? Josh McDaniels, their head coach, and I. I I can't imagine that they want to make a coaching change now, so I wouldn't anticipate that. But how patient is Mark Davis willing to be? He gave John Gruden some extra time, so maybe he'll give McDaniels time to put his personnel in place. But it's a mess. So on that end, or to that end, why don't we do Raiders-Jags next? Because the Jags were desperate to end their losing skid and first fell into a 17-0 hole. Before the hour is over, we'll get to Seahawks and Vikings, two of the top teams in the NFC. 
just as we all drew it up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. goal from the one yard line high snap he handles it to give to etn toward the goal line touchdown a one yard touchdown run the signal was given touchdown now the raiders are saying he's not in there but the the line judge on the far side said touchdown etn to the left of trevor ingram on the left side as well long snap count here nine on the play clock dropping it's a blitz Trevor fires right corner of the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk for the score. It's a football feeding frenzy. After hours with Amy Lawrence. I said this about the Buccaneers and Rams, but both the Raiders and Jaguars were in desperate need of wins on Sunday. And Early on, it looked like the Raiders were going to get the upper hand in Jacksonville after having spent the entire week in Florida practicing. Trevor Lawrence with an early fumble. It leads to a Devontae Adams 25-yard touchdown catch. Man, he is amazing. His second TD is a 38-yarder, and it puts the Raiders up 17-0 in the second quarter. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As you hear on Raider, nope not Raiders, Jags Radio with Frank Frangi. Jacksonville finds another gear. And they put points on the board on four drives in a row. End of the first half, early second half, Travis Etienne, he's the reason why they were comfortable trading away James Robinson. They felt like they needed to get Travis more touches. They needed to get Travis more work. And so he has two touchdowns. And Jacksonville is up 24-20 in the fourth quarter. And these are the final opportunities for the Raiders and what they do with them. A punt, a punt on three and out, a four and out, meaning they were stopped on downs, and then a fumble 
on what was a last-ditch lateral. They never really found any traction once they gave up the lead. Their second loss this season after leading by 17 points. And even though Devontae Adams has nearly 150 yards receiving on 10 catches and Carr's numbers are serviceable, the defense has been the age-old story for the Raiders. They stink. They've tried to make some changes and improvements, but they still stink. And while Trevor Lawrence did have the early fumble, he rallied an ETN over 100 yards rushing with a couple of touchdowns. What I read about the Raiders locker room is that they were in shock. That in the visiting locker room in Jacksonville, they were in shock. There was a private meeting, a private conversation between Derek Carr and his best friend, Devontae Adams, and both of them sharing their frustration once they'd coughed up this three-score lead. There's things that, that will be said. There are things that need to be addressed and all those things. But I think for as a whole, the urgency part of it, that after 30 minutes of football, we have to learn that the game is not over. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've uh, you know been in this situation a lot where um, you know new 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 coaches or this or that, and you have to you have to teach the new guys like this is how we do it, and this is the mentality, and this is and and that gets uh, tiring. Uh, but at the same time, it's my job, so um, you know there's there's some of that. So I'll say I'll say that right now for those things. But there's things you know in house that we'll talk about and uh, you know man to man and all that kind of stuff that that could be addressed. We just. Basically fell apart. I don't even know how else to even characterize it, but it's it's frustrating because it's I mean, ain't no way we should be losing games, you know, at the rate that we are, let alone the way that we are, um, you know. And I and I got to make a you know over the middle I, at the end. I got to make a, a play on that ball, but it's just a you know it's everybody. It's just you know I got to do my job, you know, guys. You know, front got to do their job. Quarterback's got to do his job. Running back's got to pick up and, and make plays when it comes down to it. And you got to do it when it really matters. And we didn't do that. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams desperately wanted to play together. And they've been productive. But they're unable to protect leads. And it's it's been abysmal. Hunter Renfro said the goal was to not walk around like it's a funeral. That's your goal after a loss to not walk around like you're attending a funeral. But Devontae Adams lays it out. There's no reason why we should be losing games like this. Josh McDaniels points to them not playing a full game, and that's true. When you cough up big leads, that's absolutely the case. But how do you... Find that consistency. Back to the drawing board. Do we take pity on the Raiders and not put them in our miserable Monday poll? Or are they in there again? <laughs> I, I feel like it's almost unfair. Oh, they're not even in there. That would have been quite a fight, actually. But we felt bad for them, so we left them out. They've been in there too much. <laughs> that was a call by your host. As for Trevor Lawrence, thrilled. He and the Jaguars finally end a five-game skid 
He's really efficient at this one. 25 of 31, 235 yards, relying on Travis Etienne as the bell cow. That felt great. I mean, I think just even the way even the way we had to win to kind of get out of this rut, um, I mean, down 17-0 in the first half um, and just had to overcome a lot. It's nice not to have the Jaguars in any kind of a poll, but for the Raiders, it's a mess. And coupled with the Chiefs' come-from-behind victory on Sunday Night Football, which we'll get to again at the top of the hour, they're now four games back in that AFC West. So division is likely not in their sights. Could they manage to score a wild card? Well, if they were in the NFC, they'd still be alive. But in the AFC, there are a lot of teams, a lot of teams that are in the running who have six wins or five wins. Only the Houston Texans have a worse record than the Raiders in the AFC. And they've got the same mark as the Steelers. Both now two and six. And think about the the amount of money and the big names they brought in. Max Crosby, you're wasting Max Crosby. They're just not there yet. Under Josh McDaniels, just not there yet. A lot of people have tried to hire him before the Raiders finally got him to take this head coaching job. Well, I guess he did take the Colts job and then he backed out. But you know what I mean. He'd been with the Patriots for a long time after what was a failure in Denver. It's probably too early to be saying it's the coach, but they're definitely not in sync. Teams that are in sync, teams that do respond to their coaches who are seeing results, And in the case of the Vikings, it's a brand new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. He's going to need to get more credit for bringing together this Vikings group. And on Sunday, it was Kirk Cousins' first trip back to Washington since he left. Also, the Seahawks. I love talking about the Seahawks. We'll get to those top-tier NFC teams coming up next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hawkinson wears number 87. He goes in motion to the right. Kirk back to pass out of the shotgun to the end zone. And it is caught. Is it in bounds? Yes! Touchdown, Vikings! Pressure up the middle, slides to his left. Shucks one towards the center of the field. There are three Vikings there. And somehow that was caught in between three Vikings by Curtis Samuel at the three-yard line. And he goes into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Going into this game against the Vikings, the Commanders had put together three quality wins. And so they were a hot team running into 
a hotter team. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. No commanders in our Monday mortification poll. Miserable, morbid on Monday because of football, because football does that to us. <laughs> and so we've got four candidates. We always look for you to chime in and to add your own candidate. So do that on Twitter, After Hours CBS or on our Facebook page. I'm always entertained by your comments. And no, it's not always the quarterback's fault. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, this was Kirk Cousins' return to Washington after signing, I think he's two contracts in now with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and so an emotional return for him. But time to think about the emotions after. Want to work on that win while the game is going on. So the only TD in the first half comes on the opening drive. It's nearly six minutes. It's Justin Jefferson. He's well over 100 yards again. But Washington is game for this one. And as I say, they were playing their best football. So taking an early lead in the third quarter, a 49-yard shuck by Taylor Heineke. That was ill-advised at best into triple coverage. <laughs> Curtis Samuel... Somehow manages to snag the football. He does hit the ground, but his momentum carries him into the end zone. Do you know what else happened on this play? If you haven't seen it, it's incredible what the referee does. The referee gets taken out by a defender who's coming across the middle. As he's lying on the ground, he rolls over so that he can see what's happening behind him at the goal line and is able then to indicate upon conference, even though he's lying flat, that this was a touchdown. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So Washington actually has a double-figure lead in this one. As you hear with Paul Allen and then on the Commander's radio, they they do get up 17-7. to But the fourth quarter belongs to Minnesota. Three consecutive scoring drives. And this is what we've seen from the Vikings. They are a team that not only can beat you a variety of ways with defense, with the run game, Dalvin Cook and others. You may not think Kirk Cousins is all that in a bag of chips, but he is a solid quarterback and he takes care of his business. It's not turning the ball over. He's an above average QB. And they also know how to finish. Second and 10 from the 12. Cousins, shotgun, Dalvin to his left, takes the snap. Cousins throwing a fade to Dalvin in the end zone. And he caught it! Back left to the end zone! Wow. Touchdown! Way to go, Dalvin! Dalvin Cook from Kirk Cousins has made it a one-point game, and we are a Greg Joseph extra point from tying the game. Instant red zone after a Taylor Heineke interception. So this is what you get from Taylor. You get these unbelievable throws. He's fearless. He's unafraid. He'll chuck the ball anywhere. But sometimes that bites him in the ass. No one's going to be harder on me than myself. And it goes back to that interception for me. If we don't give him a short field there, defense is playing lights out, kind of make them drive the field, and they still have to score 10 points at that moment. So, you know, that was, that was a tough one to swallow. 12-yard touchdown catch for Dalvin Cook, so a different look for the great running back. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So they're tied at 17. The Vikings force a three and out, and then they attempt to run out the clock. Now, this is crazy, right? They want to run out the clock and kick a field goal. They actually kick it the first time with about a minute 52 to go. Washington draws a penalty. And so what happens? The Vikings get the first down, and then... 
they're able to, I think they actually did one legit play and then just kneel down to run the time off the clock and wait until there's almost no seconds left before they kick again. They're going to put it between the hash marks. And Ryan Wright holds, Baltimore native Andrew DePaula snaps, kicks about, the kick's about um, 27 yards, snap spot. The kick is up. Joseph has kicked the Minnesota Vikings to a 2017 lead. Really, really proud of our team. Um, we talked a lot last night uh, about being at your best when it's required. And how do you do that? You're, you've, you've got to first and foremost um, be able to overcome adversity, some of which we you know, self-inflicted, caused on our own. Um, didn't always play the best complimentary football today, but what we saw is a team continue to find ways to win football games down 10 again in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and, and really, uh, you know, uh, bounced off of that uh, Harrison Smith interception, his third game in a row, and bounced off of that the right way by kind of capturing the momentum in the football game and then found a way to win it at the end. If you haven't seen the celebration, by the way, <laughs> the Vikings touchdown celebration that went viral on social, here I'll retweet it, uh, A-Law Radio, it's amazing. The Vikings go bowling. <laughs> And they execute it perfectly. They really do take these celebrations to heart. And that goes for not just on the field, but on the team plane. Uh, I did not retweet this, but it's, it's all over social as well. Kirk Cousins, shirtless, wearing a bunch of bling, attempting to dance while being filmed by his teammates on the plane. He's 22 of 40. 265 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He did have an interception, but what was it like to return to Washington? As we pulled in with our buses, I could see that, you know, home player parking lot where I remember walking out, you know, to meet my family and to see, you know, teammates and coaches, you know, the Sean McVays of the world that you'd, you know, visit with after a game and just, uh, you know, it kind of made me emotional pulling in on the bus just thinking about that and kind of where things have gone. They believed in me before I believed in myself. I remember my second start at Atlanta, year two. Uh, Kyle dapped me up before the game, you know, right before kickoff and said something like, you know, go out, have a great day. And I, he said, you're, you know, kind of gassed me up. And I said, well, I want to prove you right. And he said, you don't have to prove me right. I know I'm right. You're going to be a player in this league for a long time. And that was before I'd done anything. And so his ability to kind of speak belief in me before I even believed in myself, um, you know, took my career to a, probably to a different level than I ever would have gone. And a bit of an emotional Kirk Cousins, and he mentions Kyle. That, of course, is Kyle Shanahan, uh, who was one of his coaches there before he went to Atlanta and then took the job in San Francisco. TJ Hawkinson already nine catches and 70 yards on the heels of the trade deadline. In the last four days or whatever has been incredible. You know, the guys in this locker room have, uh, you know, been great. They just accepted, uh, you know, me and helped me throughout the throughout the process, learning the offense, um, trying to figure everything out. Um, you know, and, and it's just a, such a great group of guys to be around. You know, I, I just uh, just seeing everybody, you know, and um, seeing all the different faces. It's just like, oh yeah, you, you're good, dude. You're good, dude. you know. It's just it's just awesome to be around. So um, excited to be here for sure. So funny to look at the NFC North Vikings seven and one with six consecutive wins. In second place in that division, the Packers. 
with five consecutive losses. <laughs> it's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Seahawks and Cardinals, NFC West duel. This one taking place in the desert. And a moment that Geno Smith would like to have back. He gets picked off by Zaven Collins. First career interception for that. I think he's a second-year guy with his juggling catch. So he kind of puts his paws up in the air. He bats the ball, and then he's able to come down with it and return it for the touchdown. But Seattle bounces back because this is what they do. They're steady Eddie with Gino. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes like that. They go heavy on Ken Walker, heavy on Will Disley, and they find themselves back into the red zone. Third down and six. Seahawks get a first down down at the four-yard line. Homer in the backfield. Gino's going to throw to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! Tyler Lockett right in front of Buda Baker just ran into the end zone, turned around and said, Hey, baby, throw me the ball. He did. Seahawks go on top, 16-14. Back to the line of scrimmage again. First and goal at the one. Walker stays in the backfield. Geno from the shotgun. Walker has it. Walker bounces in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Again, a masterful drive by Geno Smith. The blocking up front, opening the holes for Ken Walker the third. And he scores from a yard out. Couple of touchdowns for Walker in that fourth quarter. And he is definitely turning into their bell cow. The rookie with 109 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Steve Rabel with the calls on the Seahawks radio network. Fourth straight win for Pete Carroll and the Hawks. We turned the ball over, they scored a touchdown, and then our guys just went for it. And then we finished the game the way we, we, we dream of finishing it, running the football and taking care of the ball and, and not letting them have it. So Pete Carroll is doing a masterful job as a head coach. I mean, I, I'm so impressed with him. I've always thought very highly of him. He doesn't mind the rebuilds. He doesn't mind the challenges, the enthusiasm, the energy are there. And now he's willing to say to the doubters, Hey, you were wrong about me. Seattle goes four for four in the red zone. And again, Geno Smith doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but able to rally back and answer after giving up the pick six. Long drives, tough drives. Everyone in the stadium knew um, the magnitude of those drives. And for us to you know, go down there and get scores and get touchdowns, I think it's showing you what type of team we are and what type of team we can be. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, we talked about the Seattle defense last week. Five sacks of Kyler Murray. He's hard to corral. Another five hits of Kyler. But here is the fatal blow for the Cardinals. At home, 12 penalty flags for 77 yards. Penalties, little things, over and over and over. And getting behind and weren't able to pull ourselves out of it. And you got to give them credit. They're a good team playing at a high level. I was really impressed with how they've gotten better each and every week. And they did what they had to do to win. Stuff that can't happen is happening. Um, wish I had an answer for you, you know what I'm saying? Try, it's hard to continue to you know, put, push ourselves back and try to make up for those yards against teams that are just, you know, playing bimba don't break. The Cardinals are part of the Monday mortification poll because they've wasted a ton of opportunities. And while they're probably not going to get more votes in the Green Bay Packers because right now they're – riding the longest losing skid in the NFL, this is not what the Cardinals expected either. And I wonder if there might be changes. Now, they can't change Kyler Murray unless they plan on trading him because they just gave him a monster deal to start the season. That's what he angled for all year. They wanted their QB to be happy. DeAndre Hopkins makes a difference. He didn't get as much work last night, but he makes a difference. Is it Cliff Kingsbury? If they don't turn their their act around, they turn their... 
arses around. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 